0: What's up guys? I'm Chino. Throughout my journey, I have learned to take each moment, job, relationship, and opportunity as a gift. Each week, I will be sharing my personal experiences, fresh insight from my guests, and discussing topics that help listeners best relate to the journey. I'm deeply passionate about sharing what I've learned in my life to help inspire, motivate, and show that we are never alone. With hardships comes healing, and with personality comes hoops. This is Chino's Best. Hey guys, what's up? This is Chino's Best we are sitting here with three male entrepreneurs wanted to get the opposite side of everything that we discussed with the ladies in episode five we are sitting here with jeremy eric and ab um, three business owners here in the city of indianapolis and making big waves when it comes to following their dreams we want to give a special shout out to jeremy and Indie fitness magazine for allowing us to use the studio for all of this and just wanna welcome everyone here.
1: What's up? How's it going?
0: Hello, hello. First, uh, I just wanna start out with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy, welcome.
2: What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah,
0: I'm so happy you could be here. Uh, I wanted to jump in and talk about what it is that you're doing here in the city with Indie Fitness Magazine and kind of just a little background on where you come from. Just really tell everyone who you are.
2: Yeah, so, I started Indie Fitness Magazine back in 2016 with my partner. Um, out of out of college, I had tried to start a health business that's kind of similar to what I'm doing now. Raised some money from investors, started making some noise, got on the news, and then lost all my investors' money and failed. Um, <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty miserable, pretty painful. Um, but then I was working out one day at the gym and I'm scrolling through Facebook like a like an asshole on the gym equipment. <laughs> and saw that Indianapolis was the unhealthiest city in America. Um, Two things about me, I love Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. and I hate losing, so those two things kind of just made me decide that I wanted to do what I could to help fix this. So what we've done is we've built a platform for local industry leaders to kind of get their message out and use our platform to kind of teach and educate people so we can help to raise that city ranking. So our mission is L2F, we want to go from last to first, so the least healthy city to the healthiest city. In the next 10 years.
0: I had no idea that Indianapolis was the unhealthiest city. Did you guys know that? I could
2: imagine. No, right, I know. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people are smoking. Um, but a big part of it is we don't have enough sidewalks. We don't have enough bike lanes. So it's huh. like, it's half... Lifestyle choices, and then half infrastructure. We just, you know, Indianapolis is super spread out, so you can't really walk anywhere. Yeah. So the walk score is plays a big component. See, into that. And
0: those things, I would have never thought about, like just bike lanes or sidewalks in general. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so where where exactly do you come from? Like.
2: So I came from a small town uh, a little bit south of Fort Wayne called Bluffton. Well, I'm from Uniondale, which is even smaller. So there's okay. like 300 yeah. people in this little neighborhood oh, that I shit. grew up in. <laughs> Um, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. He owned uh, quite a few businesses, and I spent a lot of time around him. And um, my parents were great. I'm very lucky to have parents that were always there for me and, you know, took care of every, all of my needs. Um, so I'm lucky in that aspect. And then I uh, went to IU down in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Met my wife there first semester, and she's been my business and life partner for the last 10 years.
1: Shout
0: out.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just small town kid, big, big dreams.
0: That's amazing. I love that. Um, so I know that I had sent you guys a few questions just to kind of touch base on some things that I wanted to talk about on this episode. Um, so I asked the guys some of their biggest regrets, biggest fears, kind of what their brand represented, which Jeremy already touched on. Um, so what would you say is the biggest regret that you've had in doing all of this?
2: Um, I think. I think what I wrote down was we went too wide, too fast. Uh, So in business, and it's such an easy thing to do whenever you start a business because there's so many shiny objects to go chase Mm -hmm. after.
0: It's very exciting.
2: Yeah, it's super exciting. And you feel like you can do everything. But at the end of the day, you only have so much time and energy. Uh, What we did was we went too wide, too fast. We tried to do too many things at once. And so it took away the effectiveness of what we were doing really well. Oh, okay. uh, that's the biggest regret that I have so we're in six cities now and what we should have done is nailed Indianapolis before we moved out to other cities and
0: what are the other cities
2: so we're in let's see Fort Wayne Chicago Cincinnati um, Columbus Louisville and San Diego I don't know how many cities that's that is crazy but San Diego's random and my my partner moved out there so I was gonna say <laughs> isn't that where yeah. Ryan's at yeah. so
0: that makes sense I was like wait a second everything seems pretty local within driving distance and then it's like San Diego yeah Um, Okay, cool. Well, yeah, all of that information about Indiana, Indianapolis being like the unhealthiest city, like I had no idea.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: That is really crazy. It's really sad, actually, because I feel like there's a lot of people like you and people that I've met through Indie Fitness Magazine, um, like my friend Crystal, Alex McKinley, like they Mm -hmm. both, I mean, they are actively trying to get people more involved with doing things with fitness. Um, And I thought that we were like, Killing it, but I guess not. Like, I I feel like there's always something like workout wise. Do you guys like do any of it? I don't
3: think, I don't know. Might be just consistency
2: with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one.
0: I'm not consistent. I'm consistent when people are like, hey, get your ass here. Like, this starts at six. I'm like, I'm tired. They're like, see you at six. And then I go. And I'm like, all right. Well, a
2: little accountability goes a long, long way. One of the best things I ever did was I got a workout partner who was stronger than me, and Mm. I knew he would always show up, so we worked out every day at 6 a.m. I knew he would always show up, and he was stronger than me, so it would push me to go harder. 6
0: a.m. makes me wanna throw up. Eric, Uh. you work out in the morning, don't you?
2: Yeah, I started at like 2. 2 a.m oh, i love that like, what i love it yeah.
1: 20 years. <laughs> i had to get drugged yeah, to oh no
0: see even in college when i played college volleyball our we had three a days so i my first practice was at 4 30 in the morning nice. until 6 30 and then we'd go to class from 7 to 2 and then come back 2:30 30 to 4 30 and then come back for a night practice from like 6 to 8 so it was it, i mean it was constant but now i'm like how the Fuck! Did I get up at three forty-five in the morning and go play volleyball? Like how? How did I even do that? And not to mention, like being drunk half the yeah. time. <laughs> like just showing up to practice. Like probably feeling like AB feels right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a
4: lifestyle.
0: It's Definitely a lifestyle. lifestyle. Okay, well, let's switch over to AB Eric. Which one of you wants to go next? Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> As they both point at each other. AB. Ma'am. Hi, pal. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm all right, okay. So, tell me about yourself. Where are you from?
3: I was born in California and lived there till I was about 11. I was a little bad. Hell <laughs> yeah. and So my mom sent me out here to live with my dad, you know.
0: <laughs> Just sent you out to Indiana where you do bad stuff and it's in a cornfield, so you're yeah, fine. Well,
3: my dad was out here so he could kind of control me a little more, you know. <laughs> But it didn't really happen too much. You know.
0: <laughs> he made an effort.
3: Yeah, he made an effort.
0: All right. So, how how long have you been in indie then? Like, since, since you were I was 11? 11, yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. Sixth
3: grade. And then uh, just periodically go back to California, see my mm-hmm. family, do what we do, you know?
0: Yeah. So, tell us about Gumflow Enterprises. Like, what does that embody? Like, what's all that incorporated into? Uh,
3: well, my best friend, he passed away. We were at a, we used to do a lot of shows and stuff, music, and the like local music. And we had one of the nicest studios in the city Mm -hmm. and uh, had a lot of people record there. That's where I like know a lot of the, a lot of these people in certain industries from. And, uh, he passed away and then, you know, they used to, his name was actually Bubba. Good to be a big old black guy <laughs> lovable big lip hanging over all that that's amazing and they used to call me him and force and bubba and you know after <laughs> that's that, amazing no that it's crazy and so after that you know i don't know just from i don't know how i know all these people you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> indianapolis
0: is small yeah, like yeah, we I know everyone
3: all these people from everything i kind of do and uh you know i got a nice little relationships off them and i just I used to go work for somebody every day until like that got in the way of like just money coming in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. I could really just go hang out and go make some money and yeah. just simplify of rel- everything yeah, off relationships I build, you know? Mm-hmm. So I worked for this uh, loading dock company for 14 15 years and you know you could only go so far there yeah and it got to where I knew how to do the job but they're looking for me to like train people to
0: for the same amount of money of course but, too right you know <laughs> I
3: just know how to do it I don't know how to t- tell people to do it you know what I mean I'm not a teacher I'm yeah, a doer <laughs> it just got to where you could only go so far and I needed something else but I planned on working that company but and just opening up the barbershop and kind of just letting it run itself but I just started doing it so naturally that that's what I eventually had to go to school and do. So I opened up the barbershop before I started cutting hair professionally. Really? I, kinda, I used all my skills off of, you know, I learned a lot from, uh, we call street marketing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mix tapes and stuff. And basically take that and instead of your mixtape you use your barbershop and then you just work it. You Work your angles, you know. with yeah. all your Relationships.
0: That's great. So, what's the barbership co- barbershop Fate called? To win barbershop, okay. yeah. I was like, I know this, but the yeah, listeners may the not know this. Barbershop. <laughs> right. It really is. Literally, everyone goes in there and comes out. Yeah, it's like a. Like feeling like a whole new person. Now we got
3: shirts and stuff. We can sell merch. We're selling merchandise and.
0: Which we got some today. Yeah, but
3: we got the fade to win merchandise, and then we have like the run nap. Uh, it's just like rips of just whatever brands that incorporate Indianapolis. Oh, okay. So,
0: So like, other, you help other brands that are trying to get their stuff out there?
3: I can, but (laughs) I just really, I'm trying to focus on this one brand just because we've been, I've been dealing with him since day one, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's always been there, and we always had, we always brainstorm back-to-back, but... Shit just kind of happens, perfect timing, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure,
0: timing's everything. Yeah. Um, so when starting your business, I know that you said that your biggest regret was investing in certain people. What did you mean by that?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could, I don't think people understand how much work this stuff
0: really is, mm-hmm. and like, I enjoy As it, Jeremy, so. like, nods his head and starts so laughing. I
3: really <laughs> enjoy it, like, you know, I really want to see other people do well, and, you know, when I take my time out to like get them somewhere and then they just drop the ball
0: mm-hmm. it's
3: like you know what i mean I can yeah
0: have, no i can attest I to can, that completely yeah, like when you're in investing in else, someone yeah. and like you're and trying to help them somewhere
3: else and like <clears> my buddy he lives or he operates her hair company just right around the corner he's we've been since i moved here he was my one of my first friends you know in junior high and, and he he told me six months ago and it just kind of dawned on me and Like, bro, you got to take a little bit more of that, what you're giving everybody and just put it, focus it on yourself. Yeah. You know, these six months have been crazy because I've always had, I've had this brand and it's, but I was kind of losing my passion for it just because, you know, I wasn't getting out what I was giving. Yeah. Well, I
0: think that's the thing that I've noticed in a lot of entrepreneurs that I've talked to, and I'm sure the three of you can attest to this, is that yes, entrepreneurs are are you have that self-drive and you're working hard but primarily your focus is to help other people so when other people are not like helping feedback into you with that all of a sudden your fucking cup is empty yeah, cause and it's like
3: because you'll find a lot of people that really they'll slack off because they know you're solid enough that you'll pick up their slack mm-hmm. and sometimes like you know that they, it's yeah, just a, yeah. it's it like a catch-22 on, you. on your personal you yeah. know, and then you know nobody's winning at that point so it's like yeah
2: literally so much gospel i gotta jump in here i've been like trying to hold back a praise <laughs> jesus for like <laughs> the last five or six things you've said it's just like you're spe- speaking the truth
3: but that's what's crazy is because like the last five years is like practice so i'm getting ready to celebrate my six-year anniversary yay congratulations but, the last five years I feel like was practice and I swear to God, when I tell you I went through every emotion <laughs> I've dealt with, I've lost, you know what I mean? I lost every friend, you know what I mean? Then now like they're starting to kind of creep back in like, you know what I mean? It's well, like, and
0: I think too, it's like once people start to see a little success, they cling to that because I know right. even, even the podcast itself, like I'm not fucking booming. I'm nothing special right now, but I do it because I love it. And I've had people who have exited my life and, and seen that this is becoming a thing and all of a sudden they're like hey if you need anybody on the podcast if you need this you need i'm like uh i don't thank you for asking though yeah. <laughs> like i i fucking hey, don't thanks know, I, was, I
3: thought I tried to tell you once before though is like some of those people you almost got to figure it out because i was everybody's like you're so emotional sometimes i'm like well because i got everything in this you know what i yeah. mean like and you guys are acting like you know, I mean, you know, you guys yeah. are looking for me, and then you guys are wanting to waste my time. Yeah. Like, this shit's crazy. Yeah.
0: Man. Yeah, we've definitely, we've chatted about this before. Yeah. It's like that investment but in so certain people. So you gotta people. almost
3: use what, if somebody, if you think somebody's using you, take what you want from it, and then you take what, they let them take what they want, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you settle up somewhere,
2: you know. That's yeah. That's what I've been learning. One
0: million percent, I like. think.
2: I like that you call it practice because that's been like, I'm sure it's been more than five years for you practicing. You talk about like street marketing. It's like that's practice leading up yeah, to the new marketing it, that it, you're doing.
3: It has been. And it's like, well, like, even like even three months ago, I was letting a lot of stuff go because I knew I'm about to change certain situations. That, mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense to like exert my energy trying to work this thing out that's kind of. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take what I know yep. and move it on over here and then start, not start fresh, but, you know, with a new kind of.
0: Yeah. Like new, a new mindset, new. Yeah, new it's yeah, like a clean like said, slate was, with the right foundation. Like you still have that foundation, but it's a clean slate on the projection of the next level.
3: Yeah. Cause on the first, like when I first started you know we were hot like we were we had everybody there we still do you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's nothing but i focus more on like the people you know you focus more on the little people because the little people are the ones that have their cousins you, you know their families <laughs> or they and you know the ones that will take the hey, i love fade to win okay you know yeah and like represent and, it, it hard and, 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 it, and, it, and it comes back and then you
0: well, know, and I know, and a, and we'll like touch base more on this, but I know Eric, like Eric, you've been like with AB for how many years now?
3: Uh, since he opened,
0: yeah. Like yeah, you've been I like you've been like I, a ride or die just for him. To
3: see him, yeah. and you know, I don't know. I just started talking. He was with Darius, I believe, and then uh, somehow we just kind of he always kind of kept up, and you know, vice versa, and you know. Well, and just I know, good like. People.
0: Eric Eric is my um, you guys heard my little sister on episode what was that Two mm-hmm. talk about yeah. how amazing Eric is and blah 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 okay well Eric's here now and that's her man so <laughs> um, but I know I say that the same
4: thing. no I know like
0: I obviously like I love him um, but I know that you and Tony I mean you represent a B stuff as much as you can like you wear the shirts you talk about it anytime that eric and my sister have had like group of friends over they have shifted the conversation when i mean eric gets compliments on his outfits and his hairstyles and he's like oh yeah go to this barbershop, go to this place and so it's it's kind of like what you're talking about like when you have those a1 day ones they constantly are representing your brand for you because they believe in you. They've seen, they've right. seen that six years of progress. They've seen yeah, that foundation. A lot, of,
3: a lot of the internet could be like, mis- you know, miss, miss fucking committing. social media. You know what I mean? Fucking social media. But cause it's not like, you're not really seeing like everybody thinks we do nothing all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You it's like, like, it's like, nope, that's really, not the case. But I wake, I go to bed at 4am waiting to get up at, seven eight o'clock just to get back to the grind you know because it's what we
0: do that's what i do but because you don't know anything else like yeah, that's and
3: like and when i go through like personal stuff you know i tend to turn my work up you know because like, it's my outlet you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah
0: and i think people <laughs> don't like jeremy's laughing again because he's like preach i don't think people recognize that you know staying up super late and and going on three hours of sleep and doing all these things like that's just one aspect that has a mental toll an emotional toll like a physical toll on you but it's all you know because you, that it's what you love like you're yeah. feeding back into yourself by working hard because it is an outlet
3: yeah, and it's crazy because like now i don't have to report somewhere 60 hours a week but Man, I don't, still I have less time to mm-hmm. do. Like, I used to go to work and then come home and take care of my nice house, all my nice <laughs> stuff I worked for, you know, four wheeler, wipe it down. <laughs> and I'm like, Where? and now I'm like, man, I don't, I have all these things and I don't, they just, there's no time. Collecting dust and it's
2: like the, uh, that old saying, it's like entrepreneurs will work 80 hours for themselves over 40 hours for somebody else just yeah. because it's like, it's all we know, like, and for me personally, like, it's in my soul, like, I have to.
3: And that's what, like, I don't even, like, I used to have Harleys, whatever, you know, that's yeah. just because whatever, we try to keep up with everybody, and I like yeah. all that stuff, but now, man, if I have my work, and I have my little bicycles, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can ride around, and, because those are, like, my fitness, Not, Yeah, Not you know, I can
0: there's just I, I like just don't think people recognize and, uh, yeah exercise at the same time yeah is I just don't think people know? recognize like everything that goes into being an entrepreneur like you have less time for you people think being an entrepreneur is like this glorious life of oh I get to sit at home in my pajamas yeah, and do this and that uh hard fucking past that's not yeah. what's happening well, like, it's
2: like, miserable but I love you it. Can be
3: yourself. <laughs> And like in the business, I mean, you can be yourself, and the people there's enough people that you know you can make a living off of, and just you yep. don't have to really, you you know you can you can market. And, you well, know, I think relationships are key. Techniques, but at if, the end of the day, like if you're yourself, then you know eventually people.
0: Yeah, but if you're not building proper relationships, like if you're just if you're shaking a hand to to get get somewhere somewhere on social media, if you're shaking a hand to get entrance to the club, if you're shaking a hand, but you don't remember that person's name, get fucked. Like, that's not what it's about. Like, that's not that's not what any of this is about. Like, the relationship building aspect is key, because if you don't have your network, you have nothing. And if your network's not authentic, you're gonna boom real quick and fall real quick.
3: That's the big mm-hmm. one right there. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty of what I do is, man, I could trade a haircut for anything. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I'm dead serious. No, I know that's great. Should I wish
0: you could cut my hair for like free crown at the club? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know
3: what I mean. It's like, I have everything I need. Yeah. From what we do every day, and you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. If I don't have it though, my buddy over here, he's got it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. Vice versa. So,
0: well, I think that's how that's how it should be. I mean, and that's point where I'm blank. I'm trying to
3: like, I'm not trying to go, but like,
0: reincorporate like yeah, that concept.
3: corporate because you don't get paid regardless. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You are If it's what you're doing, if you got a good, but. It's not just posting on social media and stuff. It's really you got to dig. It's relationships. Now that I'm a barber, I've learned how to do video photography, trying to write up. Just do, you know what I mean? It's all shout out our
0: man over here taking these videos for us. He's (laughs) my guy. Really. (laughs) So Eric, you've been pretty quiet.
3: Yep, I'm just
1: listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We need to jump into you. Um, So tell us. Tell us a little bit about you. We already know that you're my sister's like love of her life, blah blah blah. But yep. <laughs> baby daddy in the house. Yep. Um I so on the haircut though. <laughs> <laughs> I think so it's too. that haircut. That's what got her. She was swooned yep. by the haircut. Um so tell us about you, like where are you from?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um uh, from the west side. Best west side. <laughs> no, we could fight about this nah, all day. I about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh went to brownsburg High School. Um yeah, from Brownsburg, my whole from life. From
0: Brownsburg, and um, you fa- family-wise, Fort Wayne too, yeah. right? Dad okay. side,
1: Fort Wayne. Um, grew up in a family that has um, a lot of experience in business. Okay. Um, different, different types of businesses, um, mainly in Fort Wayne. Um, was very inspired by you know people that were winning. Always. Okay. So a bunch um, of entrepreneurs. Yeah, but they never, they never would talk about it. It's like you mm-hmm. knew they had what you wanted, but they would never talk about it. And I was always inspired and going through high school, I knew what I was going to do and, which was take over my family's business. But in 2013, um, it unexpectedly shut down. We had a location here in Annapolis. That was supposed to be mine. Oh shit. That like broke my heart. Yeah. Like I was so mad, like all I ever knew and all all I ever was taught was to run that business and how to do it and what they do. Yeah. So and it shut down. It was called Capital Clutch. They remanufacture clutches, do drive shafts, different types uh, of oh stuff shit. like that for antique cars, oh cool. uh, racing companies, stuff like that. And then uh, when that shut down, I, I like didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I was kind of shook. So I moved to Fort Wayne, lived there for about a year, um, learned the trade up there. And there's a whole different business up there because that, that was like the headquarters. And... When I was up there, I realized that that's not what I want to do, because working for family, it's just, it's really hard, and the way they boss you around, and you don't get paid anything, I just... Well, and I feel like it's hard
0: with family, too, because, like, it's... Yeah, it causes a lot of problems, Problems, and you kind of, like, you feel like you can almost take advantage of a little easier because it's your family there i mean yeah. you're gonna be like oh yeah you're mad at me see you at christmas like so it it makes it a little harder because then those tensions start to rise and mm-hmm. you like the accountability factor is harder to keep a hold of yeah. because it is with family yeah so then you came back to indie yeah, realizing so
1: I, 2012 came back to indie didn't know what to do i was into music a little bit I okay i was managing a couple artists at a date in ohio oh wow um, And that kind of went sour. And we did some cool shows. Like we opened for Chanel West Coast uh, a couple times. I was so in love with her. Small people (laughs) like that. yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't. I knew I loved music. I loved this. I had these skills. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, my Uncle Bob, he's the one that taught me everything I know about a business. Yeah. He had me pushing a broom when I was five, six years old. Yeah. Just teaching me work ethics, get my hands dirty, whatever it may be. Um, so from that point, I uh, 2012 is kind of when network marketing was taken off. If okay. You guys know what that is. Um, so like explain, explain
0: a little bit about that, like network yeah. marketing, because I know that there is a very skewed idea Vision, of yeah. what network marketing. Well, network is. Network marketing
1: has always been around, like <coughs> like before our time, way before okay. our time, parents' time. Um, started with like Mary Kay, Amway, okay, uh, companies like that, are, that are still around. Um, there's companies that were coming here to the Midwest that, um, you know, were pretty much beating down everybody's door. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, Instagram Ooh, became a thing in like curvy. 2012, Kirby. <laughs> I did Kirby. I swear I did Kirby. Kirby vacuums I knocked yeah it was the first kind of network marketing company I ever did that's I amazing you know on.
0: you know that uncle charlie did that too right like Brilliant. yeah he did that when it was like Waving. first created because yeah, he's 76 I so
1: does. Anybody Kirby. do yeah, cut-co? Man, well, I cutco? I did Cutco. I didn't do it, but I I went to like an inter- Cutco yeah, interview or whatever. I did whatever. Cut-co in high school. Really?
3: Yeah. yeah. Man, them guys used to come around. I actually and just I, got a so message that about good, that. I that know a not <laughs> I bought a, like a water filtration system <laughs> <laughs> and I knew when he was walking down, I'm not going to buy it. Then he just like, I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, ah,
2: oh, All right, I'll and buy then it. then I
3: had this bill like every... <laughs>
0: right? And then it just he keeps recurring.
1: I do have a funny story about Kirby vacuum, so Oh, so I, it I did it for three months right I made 50 bucks in three months in three I, months I was 18 years old living in Brownsburg with my mom would drive over by your mom's house yeah over on the south side every day on her gas money show up there learn about how to sell a $3,800 vacuum which oh is ridiculous my god! we'd hop in a little bus right and <laughs> we and we'd <laughs> go to Anderson every day and first day on the job the driver he sparks up a blunt and i'm like I love it. <laughs> i'm love i like thinking am I, am I allowed to hit this or what like so i just started we got real high we started selling vacuums well let me backtrack attempted to sell vacuums <laughs> we show up at anderson they drop us off the bus leaves and we're knocking on doors all day right this is my first day on the job oh my god but the cops get called. so we like get put in handcuffs. They're asking what we're doing up here. Like, we didn't have no ride back. It w- it was horrible. That's like,
0: a hot mess. Who called the cops on you? Just some like some dude someone's, dude. someone's door you knocked on. You're yeah. like, hey, you want this vacuum or no? That
1: was no thing. $3,800. Who wants to pay that for a vacuum? No one. <laughs> and le- what are those? The Dysons?
0: Them, the Dysons that are like magic vacuums. You know what yeah, I'm talking even about? Yeah, those aren't $3,800. Yeah. Sales. Yeah, no. $40 vacuum. So then after yes yeah, so kirby so that was like your first taste of network my, marketing
1: that's i mean yeah that to me that's not really network marketing that's door-to-door door, i guess yeah that because network marketing it's it's off your phone right so did that push it's, you
0: into network marketing
1: yeah yeah okay so i got introduced to a concept by a good friend of mine yadi yadi mm. hardy if you know him um good dude works for capital records right now um dude knows everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, he hit me up on Twitter one day and we actually hated each other in high school. Oh Um, hit me up on Twitter. I was like, what's this dude want? (laughs) And he was like, he wanted to introduce me about a concept, right? That's how it all starts. Hey, I got this. Yeah. I invited him over. We talked about it. He was, he was pushing these, uh, these energy drinks and I was like, let's do it. So like, I jumped into that What? Verve? Yeah, it was, it was Oh FEMA. my god, Aaron. Yeah, I remember. We we took off with that like um it was big at IU you, you went to IU,
2: right? Yeah, so I did Avocare. Avocare at yeah. IU. I made like 4 grand in 3 months and then just yeah. all of a sudden stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yep. Like once you ran out of your Well, I did network. it
0: works. So that's why I was oh, okay. like Yeah. interested it in what? Like, honestly, here's the thing about it works. <laughs> I love the products I still use the products and it's been like five years but for me that whole concept was you didn't make money unless people under you were selling things as opposed to like something like Arbonne, which is completely different because it's you make money by selling the products and if people under you are selling. So it's more of that business and sales like proper form as opposed to it works. That was yeah, just yeah. like if people aren't selling stuff, you're not making money. Have a good day. Bye.
3: But my uncle, he's been selling Amway for 20 years, I think. Or I remember back. Oh, God. I got
1: some of the most loyal like yeah. customers. And,
3: yeah. You know, but he was always people. selling stuff but he would take. Like in his garage, he'd just have like toenail clippers. He'd go and sell the gas stations, <laughs> but he'd make like five cents. But he was like, "You sell a thousand of them, right?"
0: So then you had vima yeah, Verve, so, so whatever. Let me get back to that
1: because it was this is where my life got really interesting. So I know a little bit about so, this. Why, so. why it was so hot was we were one of the first cities in the Midwest to um, kind of catch wave, right? So there was this guy named Faroon um down in Bloomington. This dude like he taught me so much and he was like 3 years younger than me. And I never thought someone younger could teach me something. See, I, at this point in my life, I was like 22, 23 years old. Okay. And this there was this huge wave of just young entrepreneurs like starting something. Well, there was only like about a 100 people in it at this time mm-hmm. here in Indianapolis, Bloomington area. Um we were doing home event after home event and i still didn't know what we were doing like i yeah. had no idea right we made all this money in like the first 30 days off of just random bonuses and recruiting people and i had no idea what we were still doing <laughs> so they drove me out to columbus ohio we went to this event if you guys know who gary v is we we're i love gary we were v. with gary v uh he's well, the shit not with them but you know i was there to see gary v you know to learn about vima and everything about it um and one thing that I thought was funny is I ended up having to go to the bathroom, right? And I'm peeing next to Gary V. <laughs> had no idea who the dude was. No idea. Got back in my seat, looked him up on IG, and I was like, "Shit, I was just next to him <laughs> in, in the in the bathroom." We we talked for like a second, but I had no idea who he was. And ever since then, I started following Gary V. Very closely. Yeah. Um. There's some things I. I disagree with, you know, what he talks yeah. about, but
0: naturally, I mean, there's never yeah. going to be anything that you fully, completely I, agree but with. But I really
1: do pay a lot of attention to him. But anyways, back to my story, went out to Columbus, Ohio, learned everything I knew about Vima, flew or not flew back, drove back to Indianapolis and we just took off. We, um, you know, obviously in network marketing, you recruit people, um, but the beautiful thing with IGs, literally follow people, message them, yeah. bring them out to this home event. Half the people didn't even want to mess with it um until we started making some decent money like that's that's kind of what kept me in it and the opportunity you have in network marketing is you've got so many connections in so many different cities so Mm -hmm. you know we were back and forth west coast um wherever it was we were going all over um, for pretty much everything to to push a product that you know it was it was healthy for you and obviously made you some money but anyways I anyways the dude that got me back or got me into it Varun um, this dude was a baller 20 20 years old I think driving like a $60,000 BMW and I was like <laughs> I was like I need that and mm-hmm. I never did get it but it was it, it was still fun to be in it and you know attempt to go after it.
0: So um, I know that Um, with that, was that at the same time that you were starting your clothing line?
1: That was still before, that was about two years before. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, after that, um, Vima was kind of tanking. I was in Panama City sitting on a, sitting on a beach and I had, um, um, like a, uh, this president of some company in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, called me. He was like, I want to fly you out, um, show you this concept that we're, Getting ready to start, and there's, there's that zero, word again content. <laughs> there's <laughs> zero people in this company, so it's like, All right, um, you fly me out, um, pick me up at the airport, I'll do it. So I got back from Panama City, flew out to U- uh, Utah Monday morning, um, got out there, got picked up. I was thinking I was getting picked up in like a limo. I get picked up in this beat up Volkswagen <laughs> Rabbit, and, <laughs> and this dude's supposedly a millionaire. But see, at this time, in my life, I had a weird perception on millionaires, like they got to have Rolls Royces and shit and, mm-hmm. you know, flashy suits and everything. Mm-hmm. He picks me up in this beat up car and, you know, I'm kind of like sketched out because we literally get out the airport and he asked me to put gas in his car because he forgot his wallet so I was like what is going on am I about <laughs> to get like kidnapped what's going on so we get out there and I paid for his gas he's like I'll get you later he ended up buying me sushi um we went to his house his house was like ridiculous it was like in the mountains it was like so really dope. yeah we chilled there um he took me to the corporate headquarters in Salt Lake City downtown um, overlooking the skyline, we talked about a concept. It's called My Nutrition. Um, okay. It was more focused a- around fitness and stuff like that. Weight loss products, pre-workouts. Jeremy, have you
0: ever heard of that stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: It's not around.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not around anymore. But anyways, he's like, "There's nobody in this company. I've heard about what you're doing, the wave you've caught out in Indianapolis. It's a good market. Oh, wow. And um, he wanted me to, you know, jump on and 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 be the first to push the product. So I did it. Went out there, um, tried to pull everybody I could from Vima. People hated me. Um, (laughs) Caught wave in um, Lexington, Kentucky. Um, Spent a lot of time down there in Lexington, uh, UK, um, Berea, if you know where that's at, um, Richmond, Kentucky. Anyways, pushed that product down there, and then um, I realized I was done with network marketing after... I don't know it was after about six months into that because i was in vima for a couple years and then um around that time is when i had my first son that's when i stepped out of network marketing i was kind of like in a position where I, I didn't know what to do like i i knew i wanted to be a business owner um knew i had the skills to do it um but i, I didn't know where to turn really so yeah i ended up getting a job um i worked a job at lily eli lily for like five years oh shit um and then in that time, I, I didn't know how to get out of that job and to do what I wanted to do. Right. So um, well,
0: especially at Lily when you have like insurance and you have benefits and you are a new dad yeah. and like it kind of just you're able to like sit on that comfortability factor. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're happy.
1: No, nah, I was miserable. Yeah, I was miserable. Um, good friend, Leo. Uh, AB knows Leo. Good dude um he's like my he's my brother right so we were in network marketing together leo was very successful in it um he drove the fancy car that vima gave him and Mm -hmm. you know we we all we both had the skill to do what we wanted to do um we sat around in my condo thinking of what we could do um and we said we wanted to start a clothing company okay um started in like 2014 (coughs) and um we just kind of ran with it we started making these shirts called visionary um this visionary shirt, we started pushing on social media and to everybody and that we knew, and um, we kind of caught wave with that, and we started making more products, pants, um, and they were more exclusive. Not everybody could have them just because th- they were so expensive to make. Um, we were actually stitching these and doing oh stuff wow. like that. Uh, we had a uh, uh, print press, stuff like that could never figure out how to do that <laughs> um, but we had fun we really did have a lot of fun um, and then I, I started um, I started to get to a point where I wanted I wanted more right mm-hmm. so I didn't know where to go again I, I wanted more and at this point in my life I felt like a failure but one thing I was taught was um, you know if you're not failing you're not gonna win right yeah um, and again I, I always tell people to fail yeah, you have to fail Well,
0: because it's all like this up and down movement like you're going to yeah. see some success, but it's it's also like accepting that failure mark and continuing. Fa-
3: who fail- I, mean, I guess who's it's the judge of failure, I guess you know? it's your own perception yeah. of
0: failure because I know like even even with the podcast in general, it's only been a month and I have 2000 listens on it. So for me, I I look at those episodes and I'm like, fuck. Why does this one have 600 and this one has 150? I view that as a failure because then I go back in and I'm like, okay, so what was different about this one that isn't as attention grabbing? And then I try and manipulate the next episodes to kind of fill those voids on what I think I could do better. So I think, I honestly think failure is like your own personal perception. Yeah. Yeah, You're competing with yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I take forever to explain something, so I apologize. No, you're so fine. That's I why we're here. Do. So we uh, we had fun with that. Um, I got to a point at Lilly where I was just done. Like, um, I knew it was coming to an end for me, um, and I actually ended up getting laid off in uh, early 2017, and um, I didn't know what to do. I needed to pay the bills. I needed insurance. I needed stuff like that. Um and I was in a at a point in my life where I, I didn't again know where to go again. Um, so I, it was either real estate or insurance. And didn't know which which one to choose and. I uh, didn't know which one I'd be more successful with both of which um, are
0: super fucking hard and there are so many yeah. ins and outs to each of them
1: yeah so I um got laid off at Lilly, took a part-time job at GNC making literally nothing mm-hmm. um like seven twenty five an hour oh my uh, God. just pushing supplements
0: that makes you want to throw up I did it for like <laughs>
1: two months right and uh, and I was sitting there one day at work and I was like Man, wh- what do I do? And I remember my insurance agent um, emailed me about six months before that. Wanted to know if I wanted to buy his book of business. It's um, hmm. a three million dollar business. Um, too much money for me. Yeah. Couldn't even. Couldn't so even what is that? Million. What
0: exactly does that mean? Like you, you just pay like what it's worth, and mm-hmm. then all those customers become yours. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah so um, he was like, he was like, well, since you can't do this, can't afford this, let me put you in touch with the right person. Hmm. Um, So I was, you know, going back and forth, different interview, working at GNC, didn't know what to do. And one day this guy called me and I was going in a downward spiral from a relationship I was in, um, pretty much homeless. And he he was like, I I got a concept for you. And I was like, here we go again. (laughs) Back into this thing. I don't want to do it. No. And he was like, no, it's a legit thing. I want you to be a co-founder of it. So I was like, OK, let's talk met at Starbucks, and we took off. Um, and the guy's name is Tom, and he pretty much changed my life. Yeah. Um, he's the investor. Um, um, good dude. A um, lot older than me. Not a lot older than me, like 15 years older. He believed in me because he knew, he heard about me in network marketing. Um, and I still, to this day, don't know who told him about me. I have no idea. But um, so what happened was I ended up jumping in the insurance game with Tom. Um, and we opened uh, summer of two thousand seventeen. Uh, wh- he pretty much put me in charge with um, pretty much everything by his side, and um, and
0: where is that at? Like, what yeah, is it? Yeah, we're it's on
1: the west side, um, off of tenth and Country Club,
0: and it's Allstate.
1: state, yeah. Come see me. <laughs> <And then laughs> anyways, so I like here b- talking what AB was talking about about you know you can't a lot of people will try to take advantage of you um you know we we've had a lot of people that I've hired and work for us and stuff like that and they don't see the money that they want to see mm. right and the thing about it is once the person that was working for you uh sees you make that money they want their job back right yeah because they only in and, and sales they only last a couple months yeah um but they want that job back but it's like we already gave you a chance why should we give you another one? Yeah. And no one can ever answer that question. Yeah. Biggest problem with what I do is, um, well obviously, I've served the people. I want to make sure, you know, they're protected, right? Um, and it's finding the right person that wants to go out and get an insurance license and yeah. sell insurance.
0: Enter Antonia is very hard. the tree. <laughs>
1: it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So. You got to be knowledgeable. You got to
3: be patient. If we teach somebody something, then they're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm going to go over here and do it myself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's cool. Yep. You know yeah. What I mean? but
0: well, and that's the thing is like, um, just a little background for you guys Eric, my sister, and Tom uh, run that Allstate. And then my older sister, Jessica, also is an insurance broker. So, like, thank God my ass is protected in like every direction because I have three insurance agents in my family. Um, but I know like you guys put in a lot of work and I also know that like you guys compete against each other, which I think is really funny because you guys are running in the same office. So I'll get pictures of their numbers and Tony's like, Oh, I'm winning. Eric's like, no, I'm winning. And then I think that creates a really beneficial dynamic for you guys to push each other yeah. and you're pushing yourself.
1: Yeah. And back, t- back to what I was talking about is, uh, the summer I met Tom, you know I was starting a concept I wanted to start a boutique um, um, but I wanted to do it differently a a men's boutique I wanted it to be online I didn't want the overhead of a storefront or anything like that and when I was sitting with Tom at this point I had the I had the capital to buy the product Mm -hmm. Um, and I got all the licensing already at this point registered the business and um, and Tom I I was I was on the edge I didn't know if I wanted to do it with insurance thing or not and he was like why do you wanna do that with all your ducks in one basket when you can come do this, make the money you wanna make and then invest into that business? Yeah. Um, I took his advice. I was like, You're right. And I I started the company, Giovanni and Company, mm-hmm. um, online boutique. Um, I still have it. I've kinda backed away from it. I wanna get back into it pretty hard, focusing on that.
0: So you're saying you wanna get started back in with Giovanni and company like it never really ended but yeah, you've kind of taken space from it's it still a
1: licensed entity um I'm not making anything from it that's what you're asking um got a lot of products gotta talk to AB about it see <laughs> if we can get some stuff sold but um you know I'm just with having my th- you know I've got three kids now um you know 2019 was crazy crazy year built my first house um, you know, it was focused on family, um, kind of been out of everything, um, but just insurance, you know, um, focusing on what's making, what's the breadwinner mm-hmm. and what's making the money and paying the bills. Um, um, and then, you know, jumping back into Giovanni and company. Absolutely. Something I've and always found
0: fascinating about anything that I've read about, like millionaires, billionaires, all that stuff they dabble in so many different things. Like mm-hmm. you'll never come across like a legitimate multimillionaire who is in one thing. Like mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it's completely branched out. And I mean, you do the same thing with GunFlow enterprises. Like you're in different aspects of what you're doing. And like, how many things are you connected with even with any fitness magazine yeah, you know
2: a lot but there there's a a hold up to that it's like you actually have to nail one thing before you can spread out cuz too many people try and do a million things when they first start and then yeah. they don't do anything well yeah but once you get one thing then you have the resources for other things and you can do it more responsibly i mean the the bootstrapping grind is pretty miserable. Yeah. So like, you don't want to do that on five different projects. At well, and,
0: and I guess that's true is like perfecting one thing. And right. then once those wheels are turning on their own, then you can start into exactly. something else. And then it just continues to build. Well, and all of a sudden, a you lot have of
3: what I do is like, I know how to make a video. I know how to do pictures, but I know enough to know what I want from him and how right. to speak yeah. with him about it. And, you know, then you build this like network mm-hmm. in that lane so you have that lane, you have this lane, you have this lane. Yeah. Kind
2: of. Usually those things are related too. So like you have a huge you all network. All wanted to come back exactly. to the same spot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So just off the top of your head, um, I know I asked you this: Have you guys seen the money back that you've put into your projects?
2: For Indie Fitness Magazine, absolutely not. But for my <laughs> other my other businesses, those pretty much fund Indie Fitness Magazine. Okay. Being what? Just marketing stuff, mostly. Okay. Okay. So I do a lot of marketing consulting.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen my money back a couple times. Okay. And it's just... Yeah, so like I said, the first five years were practice, and if anybody ever thinks they got over on me, they didn't, because I counted all those (laughs) up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, I know exactly how to treat certain people in situations now. So now it's all coming. The hardest part about what I do is now is collecting all the little, the little losses, you know what I mean? Cause you mm-hmm. can, so say if I give you guys three shirts, well I need to sell six of them to make up for that. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like.
0: Yeah, that you makes know sense. What I mean? Like give it, and take pretty yeah, much. But
3: now it's, I got, it's, I got myself set up to where, you know, I can sell whatever the hell I want and, mm-hmm. you know, just make sure what I'm giving is not as much as, you know what I mean? Yeah, you find, for you sure. find that balance and, like, all the bills are paid and, you know, we have a couple roof Ruth's <laughs> a month and stuff like that So life is oh, good, Mom, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. feel like you're there every other night. <laughs> you look well, at I got the store. Little, uh, <laughs> I, I went to the store and I bought dinner for two people. It was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, man, we we'll go to Texas Roadhouse or Ruth Chris, you know?
0: Oh, that's a that is that's very different. That's i are just going to, <laughs> <a story. laughs> you to just, when you really, really,
3: really want to eat, like treat yourself. You go
0: there. That's true. That's true. Texas Roadhouse rolls are, are undefeated, like, though.
3: <laughs> that's still good. Roku. Cool. That's my favorite. Roadkill. Cool. Yeah, that's and see if you build a relationship with the guy at the bar, you know, then drinks ain't that expensive. Or really. the
0: girl, <laughs> hello. Um, and then Eric with Allstate, did you have to put any money
1: in? That's the beautiful thing about it is, no, no, my time. Um, you know, Allstate backs you a lot; they pay for a lot of things. Um, so for me, obviously, yes, I've uh, the royalty for me and the money that I am making is solely off of. My progress and what I'm doing. Okay. Um, you know, we pay for leads. We pay for people to call us, basically, mm-hmm. and that's how we make our money. Um, so no, I didn't. Um, now with Giovanni and Company, um, I haven't seen anywhere close to that ba- yet in. to what I put in. Yeah. Um, and mainly because I, it's it's my fault. I, I will definitely say that I'm not as active on social media in the past year and a half as I sh- should be. Yeah. Um, Again, focusing on family. Family's first yeah. to me, and you know. Well, you guys have had a kids. lot going on. Yeah. I mean,
0: literally, you just said it. Like now, and you have three children, played. a new I was house. To ask you
3: if it was consistency, mm-hmm. it felt, you Jeremy,
0: when did you? When did no. you and Caitlin get married? Like, how long have you been married now?
2: Uh, we got married in 2017.
0: Okay, yeah. so kind of in the midst of your business stuff too. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're getting married, planning a wedding, doing all of that jazz. It's a lot. So it, I mean, it is a lot. There's a lot of things going on in like your personal lives that are yes. making it difficult well, i
3: started fade to win because i first had a party bus you know and that was real he doesn't real remember work. it but
1: yeah <laughs> he actually picked me up on one time <laughs> <laughs> took <laughs> me to took me to a concert I, yeah, I see oh a lot god people, took me to have, Wiz Wiz khalifa i think it was probably. i was that i was in like
0: that bus. party bus
1: actually yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: but it was it was fun but i started that because i started fade to win because You know i had so much personal stuff and you know i got neutered after my son he's 17 (laughs) so then i had my ex-wife you know wanted all this all this uh, you know glamorous and all this and i'm working this job you know and you can only go so far so i started fade to win and basically solely on to you know try to create another income because it just doesn't you know
0: Yeah, it just is. I mean, it ends up being like not enough to. AB's been doing a lot,
1: though. I don't, you probably, you don't even know that I knew that. Well, I've known who you were for since like 2005. This dude used to have uh, Westside
3: Boxing Club. Oh, yeah. I started the. Oh, my God. Wait, I had Westside Backyard Boxing. Yeah. uh, Man, we used to get it slapped. In the <laughs> fight club, yeah, fight man, club over there. Was I had like three people, three hundred people show up. I'd oh go shit! Buy beer. It was like a
1: big
0: thing. No, I'd
3: go buy beer. And I'd have a boat, like a John boat. We'd fill it up with beer and ice and sell them for three for five bucks. Oh my god! That's the That is and, uh, awesome. We transitioned right. that to like my best friend Bubba. You know, we had the recording studio. You know, I got a lot of other connections and. Mm-hmm. I work my regular job, so I didn't have time to do this stuff, but I love the stuff. And uh, me personally, I just want to see shit happen. And like, if you're talking about it, then. Well, we'll and I think that's something
0: it. that like Jeremy said, right, when he was first, like speaking about any fitness mag is the same thing. Like you just want to see something happen. Like yeah. you just so wanna you want to see things progress it, and if, change. If
3: you don't see anything you want to be a part of, why don't you just create it? You know what I mean? Yep. And that's pretty much what I did. And then it took off the bikini, but I was the only white guy in there. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you know, it was one of the things that it just,
0: I'm about this. So I have a fight club tattoo. So like uh, I'm, I'm about this concept right now. I'm like, damn, oh I wish yeah, I it it got known. ratchet.
3: We did it. You know, it <laughs> let's was, let's get ratchet. It got shut let's down. Let's get ratchet. You know, a lot of violence and stuff. A lot of, you know, energy <laughs> in the room and stuff. But at the end of the day, it just went a, basic a backyard Saturday night. to a nightclub. It was beautiful to see.
0: And you yeah, know what I, mean? and I don't know. That's it's just, hilarious. It's just, though I just Whatever love how we're it is, all, but like we're it was cool to do everyone's it. all connected to like, ev- like everything you guys have said. Like, there's literally like a domino effect of connections. And Jeremy, you have like a shit ton of connections with like different gyms and studios and stuff in mm-hmm. the city, right?
2: Yeah, uh, just honestly, a lot of people. That's like been the coolest part about what we've done is like, now we have so many people that meet and do business together and they Mm -hmm. can say, yeah, we met through Indie Fitness Magazine. Yeah. That's just like, man, we've made so many connections. That's the coolest part.
0: Well, and I think that that's like, I, I can say with this platform alone, that's been my biggest thing is I, I mean, since day one and like Eric, you can attest to this. I've said like, I want to help people. Like I want the stories of the people that I bring on and my stories to genuinely help and connect people. And I mean like, even right now, like I'm not taking credit for it or being a narcissist, but like the three of you coming in in right. one room, like you're learning a lot, like you're connecting. I know like yeah, we'll we even switched like, make business yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, like like it, and that's what it's all about. And I feel like the people that genuinely understand that connectivity level, you're, that's the whole point. Like mm-hmm. a human connection. That's well, the I, whole fucking point. To,
3: I've been, you know, last year I was trying to find my motivation. I again. Mean, you know what I mean? I was, yeah, I really was. And, like I talked to Eric's everybody. like nodding I, his head. Yes. You know, over here. Like he gets I it to, though. Like, you know, just kind of told me and I couldn't figure out why, you know, I keep wanting to do this shit, but they're like, you just want to see people really, you know, do I, it. You I know am fueled I mean?
0: by other people like feeling, feeling helped like by me or know. feeling like they can't. I mean, like I coach 15 year old girls when one of those girls comes up to me and they're like, Chino, oh, my God, what you told me, it really helped me when I did this. I got an A on my chemistry test. Like, it's not just volleyball. It's like Mm. I'm shaping you as a human being. Like, I'm giving you life lessons. I'm helping you become more confident in who you are. That is the the biggest compliment in my life. I would do it for free. I really would do it for free because you're making a mark on human lives in a positive way. And I think all of us do that. I mean, like, insurance, people take advantage of insurance because everyone needs it. But you don't think about how much that affects someone's life, like how helpful and beneficial that is to someone's life fitness wise. I mean, for me personally, like I already said, like if I'm if I'm not having someone like on my ass be like, you will be there. I will see you there. Then I'm not going. But like your platform creates. Multiple people through any Fitness Magazine to be like, oh my god, we have all of these options. You're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And then with Fade to Win, even, even you said like the barbershop has become kind of like a networking portal where people come in and they can sit and they can discuss, they can talk, they know you, they meet other people while they're there. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a just like an intertwined group of, Oh, I'm getting my haircut at noon. So are you let's talk business chair to chair. So it's, it's like, everyone's really, I mean like you just did that last week when you were there, you ran into people that you know. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like all the, the help that you're giving to people that you don't even, you don't recognize mm-hmm. that you are.
2: It's mm-hmm. funny you said you're trying to find your motivation. <coughs> you just kind of agreed. it's like, I think people get the wrong idea about entrepreneurs and they think like we're always feeling good and going after it and going to change the world that kind of stuff i would but say like, it's, it's quite a the roller opposite. coaster like yeah. it's a lot yeah and but those things like whenever you do hear that you are helping somebody that's what for me personally that's what keeps me going yeah, like, if yeah. somebody says yeah. something i did help them man i'm fueled up for the next week let's hey, go god, i swear
3: yeah. to god I, my girls and all of them past you know whatever they'd be like uh you need to do this at home i'm like nah but i'm gonna go over here <laughs> help my guy clean out his garage yeah my garage you know what i mean yeah like it's yeah. just one of them things. Is
0: Now, as far as, as helping people, I am curious. Do you guys have anyone that really sticks out as a mentor to you that's kind of helped motivate you in doing what you're doing? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What are, Like who? Like who are some of them? Like why did these people stick out to you as a mentor? Mm-hmm. They all get silent. They're all just speaking. My <laughs> wife's
2: uncle has been a huge mentor yeah. to me. He owns a concrete company in Brownsburg. Okay. Um, He's been one. Then Amber, he owns Hellspot. He's okay. been huge for me. Um, then like I when Umber. I was a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, Amber. Hellspot. Yeah. 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 He's a good dude. Yep. He's yeah. been a huge mentor for me. And then when I was a kid, like my grandfather, I mentioned earlier, like he taught me so much. And like you were talking about pushing a broom when you were five. My grandpa had me out laying sod when I was like eight.
0: Yep. He yeah. me
2: that I need to be a hard worker and all this stuff. And I didn't make sense at, at the time. But now I'm so thankful for that. Because it's
0: instilled in you. It's mm-hmm. like your foundation. Like you in, in that concept of doing whatever it takes. I Mm. mean, like I know my sister and I, we would sit there and be like, Hey, can we go to the movies? And our, the response was, yeah, you going to go cut the grass. Like, so it was, it was a give and take. And I Mm. feel like that's how it should be. Like, I mean, we didn't have it hard by any means, but we were taught like my dance teacher next door growing up was one of the original Rockettes. And for me to get 30 minutes of a dance lesson, I would cut her grass. Like, but I feel like that's what you learn at a young age, mm-hmm. which I know Eric and my sister are really big in instilling that in their kids is like, you've got to earn it. Like mm-hmm. you've got to do something to earn it. Yeah,
3: I just, yeah. I worked for somebody for like 15 years and it was like, oh, man, I just want to wait. I just want to do something. I just want to work. I love to work. I can know how to work. Yeah. But that's important. I, just I love wanna, to work. Uh,
0: I have four jobs. If I didn't love to work, I fucking (laughs) wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to get up
3: and kind of work on my own time, you know what I mean? And I want to make sure I get the results of Maury before I go in, you know what I mean? So (laughs) was there someone that,
0: like, motivated you as a mentor? No,
3: uh, Forrest Gump, you know. (laughs) But, you know, I got all my people that just kind of, I don't know, I just... I, don't, I can't figure it out. It's more of like a, is it more myself. like
0: a social motivation rather than a mentorship? Like the motivation because people support no, I you? I like
3: some artists, you know, like I've watched and I just, I, I love the hustle. I really love, that's what I like. And I like to learn that. And there's a lot of hustlers around here. Mm-hmm. You know, good or bad, doing, selling whatever, selling, you know. Legal and, Vima. Legal and illegal, Verve. But you know what
0: I mean? It, <laughs> Weed. At the, end of the day, though, like... Legal well, in Marion County. <laughs> but at the end of the day, though,
3: I want to transition, like, the illegal stuff, because, like, everybody got so much potential, and everybody, you know, there's so much they can be doing with the same energy, you know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? I think like, that's key, though, is, is I feel like the right people take that... Um, like that concept of potential and you you're either the person that's going to run with it and you're going to turn it into a reality or Mm -hmm. you're just going to sit on potential for the rest of your life and want someone else to do it a
3: little motivation because a lot of people are lost out here and (laughs) like not just saying that but like a lot of people (laughs) want to they just don't like my guy he's i've been telling him i've been try to put everybody on he's an artist i'm getting ready who's to him try to manage him Jovi black okay and so i'm gonna try to man he's been in the penitentiary for you know seven out of ten years you know so now coming out he's so polished in music and he's such an artist but like he has not he's just kind of sitting there like you know with his hands by his side like you mm-hmm. don't know how to operate and like I want people to hear his shit, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it benefit us both, and you know I'm gonna enjoy doing it, and I'm gonna try to work every angle to where the dollars are at. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's what we do. But at the end of the day, if I don't make a dollar out of it, man, I've gave him my best shot, and if he gave it his best shot, then you know. Yeah.
2: I don't know if you guys agree with this, but from experience, like if you are doing, if you are in the illegal game, which you know I've been in.
0: Yep, I and you're doing have.
2: well you can take that energy and put it into something legal and you lose all the stress that comes along with yep. doing the shit that you can yeah. get trouble yep. for yeah like you got what it takes already you
3: know it just it's you know transitioning that is hard like work like yeah you know what i mean yeah it's definitely work it's, it's entrepreneurship is yeah, a lot of leadership and a lot of all that stuff can go into something mm-hmm. you know and I kind of pick, I don't know, I like photography and all that stuff because it's a whole different language, barbering and mm-hmm. all that, but it's like more hands-on. It's an on, art. And it's all more, it's more creative minds. Yep. Because I see a lot of kids and, you know, kids that are in school and their parents are like cussing them out and shit. They don't get good grades and I remember I was that kid that really I just was ready to like create some. Yeah. And see how, you know, instead of just the mathematics and stuff, we're not, dummies and we're on to learn that stuff but
1: at yeah the well the day, i mean like you gotta
0: i feel like that's a whole other topic about the school system kind of like limits l- as, your creativity level because it's like state regulated and the, and all this other bullshit i
3: see all these people that kind of look from they come in since i've owned this shop and i've had elite people in there they kind of look for me for answers yeah No, i don't have any answers but uh, you want to get podcasts you know i'm gonna start sending them to you you know what i mean yeah and hopefully you can create a generate some revenue or build a system to where you know that's what you want to do and yeah. you're making money and you know yeah for cool. sure you know you couldn't
0: e, have you had any mentors that have kind of guided you on staying motivated
1: yeah a lot actually um like like i said my uncle bob mm-hmm. taught me everything i knew about working hard work ethics stuff like that getting dirty when needed um just loving to work Cause yeah at the end of the day if you don't love to work um you're never gonna get anything um I and mean, we live we live in america right i mean there's yep. so so many people yep. that don't have the opportunities that we have here um and yeah my aunt friend that was that was um uncle bob's wife mm-hmm. um she's like uh someone i talked to she's my great aunt she's like um almost 80 years old. I talked to her as much as I can. Um, she's taught me a lot about finance and, um, how to manage your money. Um, and Tom, that's another person I'll definitely give a shout out. Um, Tom, you know, like I said, he's about 15 years older than me. Um, a lot of experience in business. Um, he's really guided me into, uh now getting ready to open up um my own all-state location um which is so exciting so proud of you guys um I don't know yet we're thinking Plainfield I kind of want to go um Warren Brownsburg um it's we're still about a year out but we've already started gearing up for it but um you know he's helped me a lot with um well Tom's
0: invested in our family too because he comes to like kids birthdays and like events that we've had as a family which is I think is key so one big thing that I asked the ladies when they were here for the female entrepreneur thing was um this key question I just think it's so funny because I like to hear the reactions in your opinion do you think it is easier or harder for men to start a business is it easier for men than it is for women or easier for women than men
3: I really don't think it has anything to do I think women got the pretty girl privilege you got a lot of that's stuff. what I said you guys got a lot of different uh I know. feel like but women think, have a
0: few more avenues because of the beauty industry
3: yeah but I think I don't know it's a little different because males I think males more have the direction and like then you need you need to rely on the female to like kind of organize you know what <laughs> I mean so they, everybody plays has everybody has their strengths but at the end of the day, everybody is trying to figure it out yeah. and get. So, I think I you guys think about
2: the pretty girl privilege? But I think that can also be like a detriment too, because like yeah, I like I know my wife has mentioned like people don't always take her seriously.
3: Well, that's why yeah. I was trying to explain to certain people around here is like, if you're trying to if you're trying to reach out and you're trying to connect with people, then you know you got to kind of everybody can't be so, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta treat normal people with you know, the Mm -hmm. same respect, you know what I mean? Just cause it's a weird world. And you know, it's like, Eric, do you think
0: think it's harder for men or women to start a business?
3: Um, to be honest, I would
1: definitely say women. That's just what I think. Yeah. That's Uh, what Jeremy said too. Just because of what, you know, they have to go through, um, but at the same time men do deal with the same thing too um one thing that us men do have is um you know i feel like i don't know how you'll take this but i feel like women get really emotionally attached Mm -hmm. um and then when when you're in business or whatever it is uh running a business for somebody um if you get your feelings hurt um you kind of just have to like pick yourself up and, you know, walk on and yeah. walk away with it. Well and I, and I think
0: that's something I definitely struggle with because I'm really, really big in I mean, you know this about me. I'm huge in relationship building. I'm huge in networking. And like I I literally have said like your network is your Bible. And so if I'm even the little things like if I'm showing up to your events, if I'm posting you on my Instagram, if I'm taking the time to reach out to you and say, hey, I know your events today. I'm not going to be able to make it, but best of luck to you. I'm sending thank you cards in the mail. If I am putting that extra effort into you and then when I'm doing something for me, you're nowhere to be found. Yeah, my fucking feelings are hurt mm-hmm. and now I'm pissed off and now I don't want to fuck with you anymore. Mm-hmm. So I do think that women really do have that emotional pull because, I mean, we are we are investing that emotional aspect because we have this skewed concept that if we give like what we would do for someone that they give it back to us and that's not a fucking reality. Like yeah, that's not at all how it's not. I know. Like it doesn't mean that I should stop, but my it's thing. also like I it's hard for me, like Eric said, like I get emotionally attached and it's hard for me to recognize, like, wow, I do that for you, but you wouldn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. And then that that does make business a little harder.
3: Yeah. And my thing has always been I've been trying to tell and just Keep it thoughtful, but productive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, nobody knows how much energy it took you to go support somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody might be in a different situation. They might have their girl arguing with them that, or their man arguing with them, telling them, no, I don't want you. You don't know what everybody's going through. And sometimes you just got to, like, you know, just keep it thoughtful, but productive and, you know you got a natural energy and if you just stay consistent and you know.
0: And that's the thing is like that consistency factor that you guys have all touched base on. Like I know my consistency factor gets me in the room with people like you guys where I can have open and honest conversations To which it's it's beneficial for all of us in a way, you know, and then the other people that don't want to sit at that table and dine with me, you no longer get to say so. Like and that's that's just what it is. It is what it is. Like I've been there. I've done that. The emotional aspect has been really beneficial for me because I do pour into people. But like Eric said, like it can be it can be a detriment. So you do think it's harder for women than it is for men because I, of I that do. emotional
1: aspect? I do. I think there's some other factors too, but I would say um yeah, for sure. Um I mean, it just depends
3: on Yeah, it, it depends on, on what you're yeah, doing yeah, that's too. That's a big one yeah, I mean, because
1: I know I know uh like like men or oh, you, I mean, barbershop, I mean, there's a lot of competition, so that is that's, yeah, it's, it's hard thing, for you.
3: The thing is like when I thing about me is when i pull up i'm pulling up with six females with my shirts on instead of five guys you know what i mean everybody plays their part but like it just depends on what you're doing because
0: so so to that like that's obviously like a marketing thing and jeremy you're all about the marketing stuff i am curious um do you think that social media has just elevated you to a whole new level like i feel like Jeremy's face social right now is so hilarious. Me, it's well, ridiculous, but it like, is. I mean, it's I crazy. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like I feel like social media. I feel like there are a lot of people right now, you know, paying for followers. You know, getting on there and pitching an idea, and yeah. not being the same person in real life. Like you're yeah. getting on there and you're putting up this facade, and I'm I like, okay, people. right? And then you meet them in person, and you're like, what in the actual fuck? I
3: did I've seen it a million times, and. Uh, you know, I think I'll always be good. You know, social media is cool. And I think actually social media is just a... It's exp- a tool. It's an expense. It's a tool, but when you're out there with the people and you're really sitting there, you know, you go to the grocery store and you check on it. Oh, yeah, how are you? How you know what's you? crazy, though? They—they they, I swear, they, you know, when you're with
0: the people, you really yep. don't
3: need the internet. Like, you really don't. Yeah. In, but but it is it is
0: interesting to me, though, because I had this happen to me last night. Actually, I walked into Kilroy's to get dinner before I was bartending and I shit you not. One of the door guys was like, it's Queen Chino," And I just like looked at him. I was like, hi, and like shook his hand. I was like, it's actually McKinsey, It's so nice to meet you. But it's that presence on social media and i know like i know with all state like there's things that you guys are putting on facebook there's things we're putting on instagram i know indie fitness magazine i first saw stuff through stories on instagram and then fade to win i'm seeing people tag it from wearing the t-shirts to getting their hair to, like so so do you really think that do you think that you would be at the level you are right now without social media
3: it depends on what your level you're looking at because if you're looking at social media level, there's no levels, you know what I mean? It but could I, feel like, I feel like I feel like be down here and look like there are no here. levels but to the
0: degree of like your business because as as more people more people are like talking about it through social media, more people start tagging you, they start finding out. It's I mean, it's free marketing.
2: Yeah, we built yeah. our business on it.
0: Yeah,
3: it's it's marketing for sure, and it just like. Like you said, it just depends on what you're doing, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. Because a barbershop is always going to be there, and if you put a pole out in front of here, we are still won't have, you know, people if we're, you know...
0: But if, I'm their still reach like a, is greater with social media.
3: Yeah, but, like, uh, this is a perfect example. So when I, I like, the first five years was practice at the barbershop, we've always came out strong with our marketing and all that, but... I've seen every wannabe celebrity barber come work for me. And you know what I mean? And none of them could pay their rent because they're on social media. Hey, I've got like one opening and they've been sitting there all day, you know? Yeah. And then they're like tagging Atlanta and Miami Barber. And these the people are like, Where are you from? Like, are you in the city? Is that why you're not? You know,
0: and it's like, it's a facade. Like that's the downfall to social media is it allows people to create this facade that you are, you're really, you're fucking not like, you're not like you have one opening Miami, Atlanta barbers.
3: got rid of him. I'm like, man, I'm running a business. This is a business. It's not. Yeah. I social media. Yes. Not to
0: mention like, Hey, those 30,000 followers. Hey, 17% are real boo boo. Like, (laughs) like, No, like <laughs> people people. I feel like people are basing the the content of these businesses on social media like oh you don't have a large following then your business isn't shit like oh people aren't reposting you your business that's, isn't that's, shit that's the wrong
1: thing cause I, I mean, know the people with the least followers I mean they're hustling they really they're, are they're working focused.
0: on their business instead of and their like social me, media like me I'll know. tell you right I, now I don't
1: focus I'm on the other end of that
2: though yeah, yeah. like my
1: entire business see and that's why it's
0: interesting to me media. yeah
4: and, and I need
1: to, I, I definitely yeah. need to take more notes. I but used to be very active doing. on social media. Yeah. You two are very but active. I know. If you got, the biggest, if you got I, the
3: biggest house out of all of us and you know, you're making your living. Why do you need social media? Yeah. But I mean? that's the
0: thing is Jeremy's whole that's business I'm saying. is that's social media. I'm yeah. Saying.
3: It just depends mm-hmm. on what you're doing as yeah. far
2: as totally like we don't have a door for people to come in and, you know, meet people. Yep. We yeah, yeah. You got You online, need an outlet.
0: An online, totally an online that. office. Air quotes. Right, I think, you know. As opposed I think, to walking so, I into think an all-state. Media,
1: I wish people walked in. They don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But with social media, it definitely opens doors. And I think I need to obviously step my game up. Yeah. My marketing. Well, game. that's
0: actually something that I was listening on Gary V's podcast. He was saying, he was like, social media is fucking free marketing. And if you're not using it for your business, you're fucking up. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's
3: true. Yeah. But, like, uh, but it's not, scroll through my social media for about a whole hour and I swear to God, I can't tell you one flyer. I can't tell you one flyer, you know, that's what's going on because you, it's so saturated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Don't do flyers on social media, Period because <laughs> well, like what you just said. Well, one, you know, you're not going to remember it, and two, yeah. people like use social media to build a feeling around your brand. Like, Ooh, I like that. Make people feel a certain way. I like that. Use that's social media done. to build a feeling. Because like, if you try and sell on social media, it's it's not going to go very corny, far. It's yeah, exactly.
3: Like, so, it's, and that's why I think I've always been great. Is
0: you know, if I he says I, so I himself. Say I really <laughs> in, you know,
3: I it's important sell a Kirby or no shit like because I don't want that shit. I don't know how yeah. I'm gonna try to sell it to you, yeah. but if like my guy right here, I'm gonna tell you he's got the dopest shit, you know, book him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's on direct benefit and yeah.
2: You I can know. I can sell this shit, but I can't sell it for very long because I'll eventually realize, man, I really don't give a fuck about what I'm yeah. doing. I'm yeah. out of here.
0: Which kind of was like kind of what you were saying with network marketing, yeah. right? Like you kind of got to a place where you're like, all right, this. Uh, I'm well, you see all them people selling shit all the yeah. and You're like, <laughs> you know, Ab just made like the Vogue box around his head. <laughs> AB is so like,
3: great. <laughs> You know, it's a great idea, but like, any more people got so much shit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's like- interesting
0: to me though, because I I always get curious on the the desire with social media, because with any fitness magazine like that, it, it's it's literally you have an online office as opposed to these two where mm-hmm. like you can physically walk into their office. Right. So it's I mean it is very different, but I feel like I feel like social media like. I don't know. I I want to say that I'm seeing it get back to more authenticity, which I know that there's still like the bloggers and these things going on. But I feel like you're starting to see more... Um, I know from a female perspective more girls posting with no makeup like mm-hmm. proving like their real side of things or like getting on there and like things like this yes. where I'm like hey I don't know shit about what I'm doing but we're gonna do a fucking podcast yeah, like, so like, what you understand is fake authenticity is, but
3: yes. everybody's at a certain level in their life so you don't see this step of their life then they'll grow you know but gonna that's grow, the thing they, I've always always gonna
0: be somebody it's not I have always time, said but, though that my social media is like it's a photo album of my life like that's what I feel like it should be and then Mm -hmm. with the podcast yeah the pictures are a little nicer I paid my friend Erin she's a professional photographer to do those photos because this is a business so with Indie Fitness Magazine you have to invest in that thing and invest in yourself and invest in putting making it not that it's not authentic but a little cleaner because it is a business
2: you your personal brand you do social media the right way I've been following you. Are you me complimenting long. me? Yes. I am. I've been <gasps> following you for so a long much. time. <laughs> and, and you know how much <laughs> <energy> <laughs> it takes for Thank you, to you. Do
3: it. it t- probably takes a lot of energy.
2: For sure. It, to, it's great for building a brand, not like great for building a business. Normally, so
3: this is and your that's personality the thing.
0: It's like it's exactly that's exactly it. It is my it's my personality. So my personal social media is like it's Eric and my family, my mm. nephews, like what it's I'm doing at the bar. It's mm-hmm. relationships. It's it's who I am because that's what I feel like social media should represent. That's and true. even on the podcast one, you still see a little bit of flair. You still see that like it's tied oh, my into my. Stuff, yeah, I'm normal. not like the complete opposite on like the podcast page versus my normal page. Like it's still the same human, but it's just a little more clean cut. Like I have makeup on in those. Yeah. So it's a little different. But still, it's I don't know. I as long as
3: you're genuine, you know.
0: And that's the thing. I feel like social media is is such a tool, but it just people are so. I've
3: been dealing with it the last. genuine. Yeah, I've been dealing with it the last couple months. I've been froggy, ready to, you know, snap. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. anybody talking crazy, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like that is who I want to be. Like a lot of it comes from just I don't know the social media aspect, but like at the end of the day, you just gotta keep it genuine and keep it productive
0: and there we go genuine and productive well i think that about wraps it up for for me and my questions i um seriously i can't even express like how thankful i am that you guys shared your stories and a little bit about your backgrounds because i know that a lot of people in the city know who you are they respect you guys uh they respect what you're doing and i think that that is key um but i did want to ask where can we find you guys social media wise like uh, business-wise, personal-wise, um, what, where can people find you and learn more about you?
3: Uh, well, I think I got the best office on the west side. <laughs> you know, it's right off 465, next to <laughs> Penn Station on 10th Street. So get lunch Community while you're there.
0: Located by the airport, you know. <laughs> uh, what are what's the Instagram stuff that people can find you at?
3: Fade to win. F A D E T O W I in, I in
0: yeah. and he had a I long mean, night last ABC night guys ABC, it's all my uh, fault <laughs> you can find me
3: but uh, you know we get a little buck wild on sometimes <laughs> but you know we're just normal people
0: that's true and that's then so Eric what's your social media stuff that people can find you at or find more information when it comes to Allstate yeah you can find me on the west side not too far from AB
1: 10th uh, and Country Club if you're ever in the area stop by um I-G is E underscore M-A-N-G-A-N-O.
2: Follow me. I'll follow back. Uh,
0: Perfect. And then Jeremy, last but not least.
2: You can find our business page at IndieFitnessMag, IndieFitnessMag.com. You can find me. I have a podcast called Just My Thoughts. Uh, You can't miss it. It's me standing bare ass naked at the JW (laughs) looking over the city. It's awesome. (laughs) Coolest picture I've ever taken. Uh, Then my personal Instagram is just at Jeremy McGrew underscore. Couldn't get the one without the underscore.
0: <laughs> right. Um, well, thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys look forward to um, the blog where you can find all three of these gentlemen a little more about their businesses, some links for their businesses, and... Yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope that you enjoyed all the insight from these guys and all the laughs. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to any of us and keep an eye out for Fade to Win, Allstate, and Indie Fitness Magazine for more information from all of them. So thank you, guys.
2: Hey, great to meet you guys. Thank you. You You too.
0: Thank you guys for listening to Chino's Best. Be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages at C-H-E-E k-n-o-w-s-b-e-s-t and follow each week for new topics click the link in either bio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the blog special thanks to sponsors involved and remember you're not alone i'll prove it